Welcome to Frequencies, a podcast focusing on the diversity of the arts and cultural sector across Europe and beyond. I'm Maya Weisinger with Culture Action Europe. Each episode of Frequencies highlights an artist, artwork, or cultural initiative that is focused on impacting and transforming communities. Today we talk with Anya Golob, a fierce voice in a movement to protect cultural and democratic rights in Slovenia. Anya is often described as a rising star of European poetry, winning awards such as the Yanko Poetry Prize for Best Slovene Poetry Collection and the 2020 Kritisko Sito Award for Best Slovene Book. Anya also participated in the Culture Action Europe project Amplify, Make the Future of Europe Yours, collaborating with fellow artists and cultural workers to demand more for the cultural sector in Slovenia and across Europe. Ahead of the upcoming national elections in Slovenia this Sunday, Anya reflects on how the Slovenian arts and cultural sector has been impacted in the previous two years and the work that lies ahead for both artists and politicians. My name is Anja Zagulob. I come from Slovenia. I work as a poet. Sometimes I work as a translator from English or from German uh, to Slovenian. Then uh, I work as a columnist for a TV show and one uh, Saturday supplement of a daily newspaper in Slovenia. And uh, I work as an editor-in-chief of a small independent publishing house called Vigevage Knige that specialized in publishing comics for children and graphic novels for young adults and adults. Why has this upcoming election been particularly significant for Slovenia? It's a huge thing. It's probably one of the, if not the greatest or most important election since we are independent because of various reasons that came together. I would say most important reasons are absolutely that in Slovenia in 2019, at the same time as the COVID uh, epidemics was called, also the uh, government fell. At the same day, uh, basically, this came together <laughs> quite unbelievably. So at the same day, on the March 13th, uh, which was also Friday, the new government came into power and this government then ruled for uh, a little bit more than two years. We were um, faced with various issues that all directed to think uh, about this as of uh, something that put the democracy in the country in danger. I did feel being living these two years in the country, I did feel myself as that the democracy there isn't anymore in power. And then, of course, you could see that er- the erosion of, of the democracy standards, uh, which, was, which, which was very, very palpable. You could, in the society, this was visible in various levels. Anya says that one of the biggest things she is most shocked about is how the current government, led by Prime Minister Janez Janza, has created distrust and divisiveness between citizens. She talks about how people at the community level have started to communicate and interact with each other differently, likening this change in attitude and trust to the way that the right-wing party has shaped their narrative over the past two years. So we could see uh, Twitter, democracy, um, <laughs> we could see the, the attacks on media, 
we could see the 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 lowering point to which you would go as a as as someone working for the government, being the head of the government and the employees, other employees of the government. This was this is awful to watch. But you could see immediately and still can see the results of this. You can see in the society that actually in the social media or in, in public, when you go to the street in the country now, it's very, very hard to have a dialogue. It's only the first, in the first second, you have a quarrel. In these two years, it got very, very hard to live in Slovenia, to, to live among people, to like co cohabit. This is something that I never saw before. In addition to Jansa's attacks on Slovenian media outlets, he has also replaced the directors of some of Slovenia's most important museums, including the National Museum and the Museum of Contemporary History, leaving artists and cultural workers to look at these changes as a way for the government to control the museums and cultural work into more conservative and nationalist directions. This anger from the cultural sector has been strengthened after the Ministry of Culture under Jansa terminated the leases of a number of arts and community organizations, targeting spaces that have a legacy for holding public dialogue and supporting independent artists. For example, there is a building in Metelkova, which is a part of town uh, in Ljubljana uh, that uh, is that was since in, since we became independent, kind of taken by independent culture. This used to belong to the army. It used to be army army buildings, and then of course the public initiative cultural workers remodeled it into an independent zone for where there are. Um, various things, various concerts going on, other all kinds of readings, all kinds of different cultural events going on since then. And then is, there's also uh, one building where there are offices of a lot of uh, independent uh, cultural workers organizations. This building suddenly came under attack uh, with all of the people inside came under attack in this past two years because last minister wanted to make their, um, to put their uh, museum of Slovene um, independence, which we already have, but suddenly this kind of was in, wasn't enough. We needed to have an additional um, museum built exactly there in this position where this building is, is called Metilkova number six, where there's more than 20 of organizations have their offices there that are really important in the, in the independent scenes. And also, of course, get co-funded by the money for the independent scene. Anya also talks about the issue with access to voting for many Slovenians, especially for those currently living abroad. This year, the voting commission of the country issued over 100,000 ballots outside of the country. Of the voters registered to vote in this upcoming election, about 5% of the voting body is comprised of Slovenians currently outside of the country. The fear has not only been about waiting for the ballots to arrive in the mail, but also the concern if they will even be able to get them back in time to be counted. Anya, currently in Austria for an artist residency, is one of the many Slovenians concerned about the handling of the election process itself. This, this is a huge concern of mine. So I already wrote to the, to the commission today again, and um, I, I asked if I can, as a, as a citizen of the country, if I can uh, like cast uh, this uh, proposition, that they prolong the time. So I am afraid that this elections, it won't be possible. So I urged already on Facebook 
in order to for the next uh, for the next parliament to absolutely address this issue and to change this part of the of the voting legislature in order to make it possible for people that are abroad to be able to to have this this is a this is a, a thing that um, by constitution we must be able to do Gile Jice To se mi sanja Žival ima prste. Leži na boku, gleda mi jo hrbta, glavo sklanja naprej, ko da je plašna in rahlo ritmično niha. Z mehaničnimi, praznimi gibi brska po rastrganini. Prsti pozorno prebirajo tkivo in iščejo žile. Eno po eno izdirajo, da jih je lažje prijeti. Žile so tenke a čvrste, kot žice v električnem vezju in jih stežavo pretrgajo, drugo za drugo. What is the current state of culture politically in Slovenia? Oh, yeah, it deteriorated seriously. It's in the con- I am extremely worried about this issue because on so many levels it's fucked up. I would say that under the the last minister for culture that was put to work by the this right-wing government we've seen the we've seen culture deteriorate culture politics deteriorating and of course they always say there's more money for culture yes of course because we are pumping out money that we will all have to pay back then but the problem is that the money is not dispersed as it should be dispersed in order to be properly used anya goes on to talk about the situation for independent cultural workers outlining the mounting difficulties for those in the sector to continue working under an independent status. Anya, who also holds an independent status, describes that the process for reapplying as an independent cultural worker has become increasingly difficult, leaving many artists to either pay out of pocket for their benefits or find work outside of the sector. So stuff like that happened, which was like, gives this situation uh, uh, another dimension of where you have a feeling that this is deliberate this is being done deliberately or in negligence of 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 people that that there's around around close to 3000 people that have this status but these are mostly people that cannot be employed otherwise for me for example i'm a poet i cannot be employed as a poet it's not possible so i have this status in order to be able to work but i have to of course every five years proof with with various things this is quite in detail uh, that i am still worried of like worried this the status and if not then of course it's taken away from me so this is not something that is a gift this is where as they try to portray it i i heard minister or someone from the ministry saying a couple of times in this past two years how this is a gift it's not a gift this is something that we work very very hard for but this you can see already in this discrepancy uh, the basic problem that we have i see as i know a lot of people that changed from working in culture to working other fields because it was impossible some of this happened because of covid because the helps that the country gave were not sufficient and were not thought through well enough the whole field didn't get this people working in uh, in, in music for example, industry or theater, for example, these people that were not able to perform. Me also, I, I didn't have, I, I couldn't read. There were no readings organized. I, I know that this, for, for myself, also know that there were, basically, you could not work. 
This type of strong-arming is found across sectors. Anya is also a columnist for a Slovenian press agency and says that in January of last year, new leadership of national television and radio decided not to renew the contracts of Anya and her five other colleagues. They claimed that this was a saving measure, even though there was a simultaneous call for new journalists, which prompted them to move forward and carry out their work pro bono. However, even with their bold efforts, leadership still decided to scrap the whole show entirely this March, one month before the national elections. How do you see that there will be changes after the elections, especially for the cultural sector? Um, I think the changes, this is one, I think the thing that is very important to say is that the changes will not magically happen. <laughs> it's, uh, these are people that will come to power, which whoever will be elected, whichever uh, uh, whichever party will come to to power, whichever parties will come to the power, this this is not something that um, that will just then happen like this. It's it's not. This is not how it's done. I think it's very very important to understand that this time up to elections, all these two years and some change, uh, this was all um, uh, a lesson that we need to take and that we need to to put in our daily lives as we go on after the elections. I think this was a, a very good show, case, showcase of, of how not to do it. And that this needs to be something that we need to, to envision day by day as we go to try to rebuild this um, damage that's been done to the country and to particular sectors. Because we don't have only culture in ruins. We also have public health in ruins. We also have educational system in ruins. We have so many things are done wrong. Of course, we have a huge debt now, and then we will have this will have to repay. Young people are going out of the country, moving out because they cannot start their lives there because it's impossible to, to even rent now, let alone buy a place. And sciences have a huge issue how to how to keep people there, that they don't go out. It's hardly any field that would be okay still. So it's not just the problem of culture, but the problem of general reapproaching the country and how to, how to rebuild it, basically. In what ways do you see people being part of this change? I think we need to really, really take this as, as something that we have to put on ourselves. So, so directly saying... The way we communicate needs to change. The way we, we see ourselves as people there, as, as folk there that has, that has the power, we, this has to change. We need to, mm, to become active. For, for two years, basically, we had a protest going on. Every, every Friday at 7, people on bicycles, this way or the other, protesting against the government. And this. so these people took this already upon themselves. And, and people have to, other people have to follow. This has to become a rule that there's a norm of how we think, how we rethink ourselves as citizens in the country. Živav dela neslišno, je skoraj negibna. Počasi in temeljito prekinja do vode utripanja srcu, ki se je če zapira, kakor živav zastira, zavese, zenic. Prostor krok nje je izpraznjen, namočen v mlako povzeče krvi, nad katero nima in noče več oblasti. Plašč njene kože je razpetna skelet kot mlaha v šotru po mladnem vetru, 
pred katerim ležijo kot nametana pretljaga na sedli organi. Hlasta vodiha žival, telo je mašina, prisluhne, skrči se, obnemore, stegne zariple prste od sebe in zmagoslavno otrpne. Another one of Anja's key focuses is the publishing house, Vige Fage Knieke. With Anja as the co-founder and the editor-in-chief, the publishing house focuses on raising awareness about graphic novels in Slovenia. She says it's important to deal with the prejudice that the graphic novel genre faces in the literary world. The publishing house tries to lead by example by publishing books that demonstrate why these are significant pieces of literature, or why they should have a place in school curriculum. The publishing house also raises awareness on how to read them, and takes into consideration that most people have not had the opportunity to come into contact with graphic novels. Anya also talks about how many children stop reading or writing as they get older, choosing to take their interest with phones and computers. She sees graphic novels or comics as a bridge for children who are not reading, to enhance their literary interest and allow them to find different ways to engage. Because of this, VVK are very careful with language and grammar and how they are translated, taking care to edit them at least four times before they go to print. Anya believes it's important to be a leader as an independent publishing house in the industry, especially around issues such as how contracts are signed, how workers' rights are treated, and how translators' and authors' works are valued. She gives a bit of background of the publishing house, as well as their experiences with EU funding schemes. So I've been working basically there um, uh, as a as a editor in chief since 2014. At first, we didn't have any money from the country um, as any co-foundings that they would co-found us for for particular books um, even. Uh, so we had to. At first, it was just us. But the problem was that, of course, this money wasn't enough for us to be able to um, grow bigger. So this there was a huge problem on how to how to finance that, and we found the possibility to also apply for uh, European funds. But then uh, we tried this twice. We were both both times rejected because we didn't get enough points. But we didn't get enough points because it wasn't possible to get enough points because at that time the the European Literature Award. Uh, could give you 15 points out of 100 points if you chose the books that were awarded uh, into your program. But the problem was that we were not able to choose any of those books because none of those books were graphic novels or comics. At the same time, in the same calls, the graphic novel was called to be the genre that is missing, that is endangered. <laughs> so you had, at one point you had, this, it was the same call. It was, the graphic novel was named, this is an endangered genre, and then on the other hand, it was not possible if you were specialized in, in graphic novel per se, it was not possible for you to get a grant. If this is a mechanism to use in order to then put out certain people that cannot even apply when, when you apply for grants, then this is an issue. Tell me a little bit more about how you make graphic novels accessible to both children and adults across Slovenia. Yeah, this is a project that we uh, that is very dear to me personally because I think it's very important that also people who cannot afford to buy books at all, there's a lot of people like that and children that cannot get to these books, 
uh, have the chance to, to be able to read those books also. And the Slovene library system of, uh, of general libraries is one of the best things in Slovenia, for me, generally speaking. Uh, and for us, that's why the, for, it's very important for the publishing house that our books are also represented there so that people who cannot buy them can also loan them, let, lend, get them out there and, and be able to, to read them like that. Mm, uh, but we we figured out that uh, that sometimes that often happens that in libraries these shelves for graphic novel and for comics are somewhere down there by the toilet you know somewhere in the basement or or far away from from the site so it's very so we are now working we try to work to get them to get them more upfront um, one of the things with that one of the things about this was that when you put out a book in Slovenia you have to get a, a number in the book, which then puts it in a system. And this number was normally always uh, comics, but then we asked uh, if we can get also a number for literature. So we now have two numbers in books for adults, I'm speaking about graphic novels for adults or young adults, um, that, that now have two numbers. So, so, the, so the people in the library, in people in libraries can then now put them among comics or among literature meaning that more people can come to them. This is a small thing that happens in the back somewhere, but it's really, really important. As Anya and thousands of other Slovenians await the results of the election on Sunday, she takes inspiration from her current writing residency, reflecting on the freedom and growth that comes from being allowed to take creative risks and being given the liberty to fail. She says that artists and cultural workers need the space to investigate the realm of possibility for themselves, their work, and the wider cultural sphere. There's no time to be bored. There's no time to be lonely. There's no time to try and fail. And these, these things are really, really vital for art. Of course, I must, I must prove that what I do is okay. Yes, of course, there must be standards, absolutely. But after I prove this, or, or any other people, I don't care if they don't give it the money, the grant to me, no problem. But the people that they get grants, that they have this possibility then. This, this, has to be, this has to be a standard. And if it's possible in Austria, where I am at the moment, then it should be also possible in, in Slovenia. I don't, I don't see why not. For full sound recordings of Anya's poetry and links to the Vicky Fakirchnige Publishing House, click the links in the description. You can also read the contribution the Slovenian Hub made to the Amplify Make the Future of Europe Yours project on the Culture Action Europe website. I'm Maya Weisinger, and we'll see you next time. Frequencies is a podcast that explores arts and cultural initiatives that seek to impact and transform communities near and far. Each episode features the work, voices, and experiences of artists and cultural workers across Europe and beyond. Frequencies, a production of Culture Action Europe, lives at the intersection of culture and politics by focusing on the power cultural practices and agents have in nurturing inclusive, open, diverse, fair, and democratic societies.